Visibility for any growing business is really important. Many of us try to be visible by being consistent with things like marketing. But in my opinion, the thing that really boosts visibility in a way where you're getting in front of the right people instead of just many people is being conscious about why you're doing what you're doing. What do you need to get out of it? And are you likely to get that out of however you're choosing to be visible? I intentionally chose the timing of this episode because as education business owners, December, which is only a couple of months away, can be a tricky month. As well as our income being reduced because of the Christmas holidays, our personal expenditure tends to go up and it can have a knock-on effect on how the following year starts. And so this is exactly what we're preparing for in the Tutors Mastermind. November is dedicated to boosting our visibility so that in December, sales can form part of our natural conversations and instead of needing recovery time after Christmas, we can line up new customers. But regardless of what your end of year looks like or when you're listening to this, being visible in front of the right people unlocks business growth. In today's episode, I'm going to unpack that and give you actionable things you can try straight away to position yourself as a go-to in your niche. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you find this episode useful. If you're new to this podcast, each week I share fluff-free, actionable ideas tailored to education businesses that you can mould to suit your needs. And finally, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on iTunes or follow and subscribe on whichever platform you choose. Thank you once again for tuning in. Visibility helps business growth because it's a key way to build a loyal audience, an audience who want to enter your world, people who want to stay in your world and people who want to recommend you to others. And I'm not just talking about clients recommending you to other clients. I'm talking about people who you may have never met recommending your content or you to other people. How can they do that if you're not consistently on their radar in the first place? But the word visibility can be scary because it's often associated with putting pictures and videos of yourself everywhere or constantly being everywhere. What if you're an introvert? What if that's just not your style? What if you don't have the time to always be everywhere? Well, I don't think there's one way of being successfully visible. And actually, I don't think there can be one way because it relies on you being consistent. And if you're doing something that just isn't you or isn't something you enjoy, then it's not going to last. So I'm going to share three ways you can boost your visibility regardless of how much time you have or what your natural style and preferences are. Now, before I dive in, I'm going to ask you a quick favour. If you like the kind of things I share in this podcast, will you take a quick moment to write a review? I've been doing this for 40 weeks now so that I can help as many people as possible. If you write a review, it will help me help more people. So if you're doing that right now, a huge thank you. Right, let's get back to it. The first thing is to ask yourself two questions. Question one is, who do you want to be visible to? Often when we do the target audience exercise, we focus on their pain points. Now, there's a place for that. But today, I'm going to ask you to focus on what they want and are on their way to achieving, not what they don't have. Try and get as specific as possible. So if you're a tutor, don't just say, I want to be visible to parents and guardians. 
try and narrow that down to what position they're in. I want to be visible to parents and guardians who are supporting their children through the entrance exam journey. For me, I don't simply want to be in front of education business owners. I want to be visible to education business owners who are proactive about developing their business. And this leads to the very important second question. What situation are they in and how does that impact the ways you can be visible to them? I'll say that again. What situation are they in and how does that impact the ways you can be visible to them? Here's what I mean. I said I want to be in front of business owners who are proactive about growing their business. So I need to know what their routines might be like and to cater to that. I know that if someone is proactive, they'll seek useful information that will help with their business. And that means that I need to make myself visible in a way that helps them find me easily. But in line with who I want to be in front of, I need to put myself in their position, which is why in question one, I asked you to be as specific as possible. So for the proactive business owner, I have a podcast so that they can listen on the go in a way where they can access information quickly. I know that it's a suitable format for a busy adult. I have a Facebook group because if someone's proactive, they're going to want to ask questions and take part in discussions. I have email marketing set up because if I offer useful insights, they'll want me in their inbox. Notice that none of these things stipulate that I have to keep showing my face. Things like video content certainly helps people get to know us, but it's not the one thing that visibility relies on. Being visible relies on creating the kind of content that your audience will want to binge on and want to keep coming back for more and choosing platforms and communication methods that mean you're always on their radar. Taking a different example, let's say you sell to teachers. The same concept applies. Teachers are busy, so something like a podcast is far more likely to be manageable for them than, say, a blog. If you want to be visible to young people, again, think about their habits. Unless you can train them, so let's say they're your students, something like a podcast might not be on their radar. But YouTube might be their go-to when they look for help. So we have to start here. Otherwise, we end up doing one of two things. We either work really hard at putting content on certain platforms that don't connect with our audience so we don't get visible. Or we try being visible everywhere, struggle to maintain it and end up being visible nowhere. My second action for you today is to seek help. I'm not necessarily talking about taking a course or having a coach or joining a mastermind. You can and they will fast track your growth, but you can also just learn from others. Think about how we learnt to write. We started by tracing letters and words. Then we took away that support and learnt to write independently. It became muscle memory and we gained confidence. And only after that did we develop our own handwriting style. In the same sort of way, there's nothing wrong from learning from other people who do a great job of being visible. You don't have to copy them. And in fact, I wouldn't advise it because we're all different. So different things work for us, but we can use them as inspiration. A few years ago, I took part in a visibility challenge where every day I received a content prompt. Now, I rarely actually used the prompt, but it gave me a starting point to quickly think of an idea. And this concept of using others as inspiration can lend itself to making decisions about the different ways to be visible. 
Now, I always tell my clients that they don't have to have loads of moving parts to their content strategy. You know, they don't have to be on several social media platforms, have a blog, have a podcast and so on. But what I will say is that it's useful to have more than one place to convey your message because having a bit of variety gives your audience options. If someone is taking a social media break, they might still listen to my podcast when going out for a walk. The variety also keeps it interesting for your audience. And on the topic of variety, keep your content varied as well. There's a podcast I listen to quite a lot and once I downloaded a great lead magnet from them. In addition to useful emails, every Monday they email me about their latest episode. But I'm also connected with them on LinkedIn and every Monday they post exactly the same content that they emailed me with. And because I know they do this and I open my emails before I open LinkedIn, they've actually trained me to ignore their LinkedIn content. Now, that, of course, works against trying to be visible. So I've mentioned it before and I'll mention it again. Do try and keep your content varied. It doesn't mean you can't stick to the same theme, but try not to post identical content everywhere. I remember a while back, I came across this great post from a tutor and I took the time to write a really thoughtful comment. But then a few weeks later, they posted exactly the same thing. And it kind of diminished the effort that I'd put in to engaging with it. And I felt like the tutor wasn't really appreciating that or posting content that mattered to them. The way it came across was that they were just posting for the sake of it. It wasn't genuine or meaningful. Now, I'm probably wrong. They probably did it to save time. But I now don't feel compelled to engage with their content very much. I'm telling you these stories because... As I mentioned earlier, to really connect with your audience, which helps massively with visibility, you need to put yourself in their shoes. And because I know how I feel when I see identical content, I know not to do that because I don't want people in my world to feel the way I do. So when you're learning from other people, you can observe what they do really well, but also learn from what people might not do so well so that you don't repeat that. Now, I know many people do things like repeating content because they don't feel like they have the time and the headspace to keep coming up with something fresh. But you don't really have to. When I show people how to create a content strategy, I show them how to keep circling around the same messages and topics without repeating themselves. If you want a bit more on that, have a listen to last week's episode. But because so many of my clients struggle with thinking of fresh ways to present their ideas, I've also got my 100 content prompts for education business owners and the link to that is in the show notes. So if you do struggle, there are lots of resources and ways in which you don't have to spend ages creating content. But the thing you want to consider is regardless of how much or little time you spend, you want that time to pay off. And it will only pay off and help you boost your visibility if you keep things interesting for people who are consuming your content. The third thing that's crucial is to be consistent with whatever you do. Imagine if I released podcast episodes every now and again. You'd have no idea when to tune in and you wouldn't be able to put listening time into your routine. And so how can I expect you to be a regular listener? By not showing up consistently, I'm not creating a loyal audience. So consistency is key. If we have bursts of being visible, then go quiet and then have another burst, we can't expect people to have waited around to listen to us. 
Now, I'm not saying that you can't revive your visibility if you've taken a break, but it takes hard work to get the momentum going. It's like trying to push a car. You need hard work to get it moving, but once it's moving, it's easier to just keep it going. Now, there are usually two reasons why people struggle to be consistent. The first one is because they've chosen methods they don't really like or they've chosen schedules they can't maintain. I remember a client of mine having a burst of inspiration to create a big video series in her Facebook group. It was a fantastic idea and she created this real buzz around it. But she also has a really busy life. So after creating the first few videos, she ran out of steam. And guess what happened? She didn't just stop creating the videos. She was burnt out and felt like she had failed. And so she just stopped being active in her Facebook group altogether. That was almost a year ago. And she still hasn't quite mustered up the energy to get things going again. I know that on Instagram, reels definitely boost visibility. But dancing around or acting just isn't me. Now I could try it because all the experts are telling me to, but I know I won't maintain it. So choosing something that's sustainable is really important because if it's not, you might not simply just stop doing that one thing, you might disengage completely. And circling back to the car analogy, every time you try and push this stationary car to get it moving, it's hard work. But keeping momentum going is easier and we can only do that if we choose something we know we can commit to and keep doing. It's also important to choose methods that you enjoy. If I didn't enjoy this podcast, there's no way I'd still be doing it because I find editing really boring. But I do it because I enjoy everything else about it. So visibility is a long game and you're only going to stay motivated if you choose the kind of things that fit with you. The other reason why people struggle to be consistent is because they run out of ideas. Now, as I mentioned earlier, being visible isn't about constantly coming up with fresh messages and new ways to show yourself to your audience. In fact, repeating yourself is a useful component to being visible. You have a core message that you want to get out there and people aren't going to remember it if they only hear it once. You have to repeat it. You might use different types of content like pictures and video and audio and written, but your core message should be repeated in different ways. In the Tutors Mastermind, I showed the members a way to generate loads of ideas and I'll share one of the concepts with you right now. Take one small thing and blow it up. Imagine that you have a magnifying glass on your message and then come at it from lots of different angles. So if you were talking to teachers about how to manage a busy workload, you might talk about setting boundaries, prioritising, mindset, well-being. And within each of those topics, you can break them down even further. So it's time for me to give you one action to take right now to get the ball rolling. And before I do, I'll quickly summarise some key takeaways. Being consistent is about more than posting content on social media on specific days every week. In fact, as I'll be talking about in the Mastermind in November, social media is only one way to be visible. You need to pick methods that fit both how your audience like to consume your content and what you can sustain. And on that, it's important to choose things that you want to do rather than being driven by what you think you should do. And the three things that can help you get going are number one, identify the position your target audience is in and choose content platforms that you know they engage with. 
Number two is to seek help. Even if you don't choose to invest in this, look around and learn from people who do it really well. Who is consistently on your radar and how do they do it? And number three is to be consistent. If you want your audience to be loyal, then you have to be loyal too. And that involves showing up consistently for them. So here's one action I'm going to encourage you to take to get excited about boosting your visibility. And I'm doing this one with you. I want you to choose one thing you've been meaning to try that you keep avoiding. Maybe you feel nervous about how it's going to work. And I want you to just give it a go. Now I'm with you on this. And here's what I tried just a couple of weeks ago. I felt nervous about going live in my Facebook group. I was worried that no one would want to watch or that technology would go wrong somehow. So I did it anyway. And I invited a couple of my clients to join me in a discussion about group classes. And I also went live a few times in my Mastermind Facebook group. And you know what? I'm actually really enjoying it and I wish I hadn't waited so long to try. So don't leave me hanging and join me in trying something new this week to boost your visibility. And if you want, let me know so that I can be one of your cheerleaders. Next week is a bonus episode as today we've reached the end of season four and I need a week off. I'll be sharing the highlights from that Facebook live I mentioned all about setting up and growing group classes. Have a great week and you'll hear from me next time. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.